Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the program, we'll get a full review of Norwegian Dawn. Uh, And also, it was just announced this morning, Thursday, March 5th, 2015, in case you're listening in the future, that Carnival Cruise Line is starting Carnival Journeys. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is Carnival Journeys? Well, to answer that, Terry Thornton, Senior Vice President of itinerary planning is with us right now. Good morning, Terry. Hi, how are you today, Doug? Good, my friend. Uh, so just announced very exciting stuff. So first off, before we do a deep uh, dive into Carnival Journeys, give us a brief overview of Carnival Journeys. I'd be happy to. So Carnival Journeys is an entirely new program that we've put together. Uh, it is initially going to include 28 different uh, new cruise options. And these cruise options are going to range in duration from a, from nine days to about 15 days. They are going to operate from a number of different home ports around the United States. They're going to include a wide variety of new places that either Carnival Cruise Line doesn't visit at all or that we don't visit very often. And they're also going to include some unique onboard amenities and features that would be in addition to everything else we do on a Carnival Cruise, but will be unique to these sailings that we've identified as the Carnival Journeys program. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those itineraries offered. From an itinerary standpoint, we will have Carnival Journeys departures uh, available from Los Angeles, from Galveston, Texas. We'll have them from New Orleans. We'll have them from Miami. We'll have them from Port Canaveral. We'll have them from New York. We'll have them from Baltimore. And we'll have them from San Juan. Hmm. So there's a number of um, different options, depending on where people might live in the United States, that might make it a really easy and uh, affordable access for people to get to one of these cruises. And then um, I'll give you an example of what we're trying to do here. So if we kind of think about a a home port, uh, and let's think about a home port like Galveston, Texas. This Mm -hmm. is an example. What we wanted to understand uh, how people would would enjoy the cruises or how they would view them, uh, what would be the appeal. So we offered really two flavors of these cruises. So uh, in Galveston, Texas, we're going to have a cruise that goes from Galveston one way in 11 days and ends up in San Juan. And then there'll be a cruise from San Juan 10 days back to Galveston. And then there's also going to be an 11-day cruise that runs round trip from Galveston. So what we're trying to understand was how people will react to the itineraries. And so there's very um, differences in the itinerary. So the, the, the cruises that operate one way between San Juan and Galveston give great port content into the Eastern Caribbean. St. Thomas and St. Martin and Antigua and St. Kitts and those kind of places where there has never been an option out of Texas really to get that deep into the Eastern Caribbean. And so this will be a great new opportunity for all of our guests that sail from the Texas market as an example. Yeah, awesome. So uh, let's take a look at like New York City. And if a, if a Carnival Journeys sailing is sailing out of New York City versus one sailing out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, are we going to see the same itinerary or same ports of call? Different, different okay. in every place. So as an example, then, um, we have our brand new ship, the Carnival Vista, that uh, is going to uh, join our fleet in May of next year. It'll send, send its first uh, part of its uh, life uh, operating in a whole exciting number of new cruises in Europe. But then it's going to uh, do a transatlantic and end up in New York. So November 7th, first on the Carnival Vista, round trip from New York City, 11 days. 
going to Antigua, Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Martin, and St. Thomas. Nice. So, so what a great combination of ports that, again, on a seven-day itinerary out of New York that goes round trip, you can't get to these places. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you're, we're focusing on the Caribbean right now, but are we going out of the Caribbean at all with Carnival Journeys? In two ways. One of which would be we have included a Carnival Journeys cruise out of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it will be on the Carnival Miracle. It'll be January 31st of 16, 13 days round trip from Long Beach, which is the port near Los Angeles. And it's going to go to Cabo San Lucas, La Paz, Mazatlan, Ixtapa, Manzanillo, and Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. So, again, ports that we don't go to very often um, that are uh, definitely included in this program. The other thing we decided to do was we have operated Hawaii cruises for a long time, but we've de- decided to include our Hawaii cruises as part of the Carnival Journeys program. We'll give better visibility that that, to, that Carnival even operates cruises to Hawaii because I don't think it's well known that we do have cruises to Hawaii and we want to make it much easier for people to find them and, and know that we have them and take advantage of them if something they're interested in. How is Carnival encompassing the Carnival Journeys voyage with the onboard experience? Each of the cruises that will be a Carnival Journeys voyage will be slightly different in the exact components of what will be included, mm-hmm. but they will all include something in the following five categories I'm going to tell you about. One is which is what we're calling authentic eat. And what that means is we're going to partner up with either local restaurants or chefs in the, in the region we're going, and we're going to ask them to, uh, of course, do menu selections for our main menus. But we want to take it well beyond that. So we're going to actually make this very interactive with either the local chef or the local restaurant expertise, and we're going to bring them on board the ship, and they're going to do cooking demonstrations from their region and what's important to them. And then we also wanted to do a piece of that that was focused on the shore part of the experience. And so we plan to have, now this would be a sold shore excursion. Mm -hmm. You would actually, we're going to plan ways for some of the guests to actually dine at the chef's local restaurant in the port or to follow him, let's say, for a no charge option to have the chef uh, take the people on a tour of the local markets, buy local um, specialties that he's going to bring back or she's going to bring back to the ship and use as part of the cooking demonstrations and be able to interact with the chef in a very personable way. Nice. So if you were going to like Central America, this is like a great uh, a great uh, opportunity to immerse yourself with Central American culture? Exactly right. The other thing we're, we're going to do is we're calling it local entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what it means is that we plan to bring entertainment that's regionally focused either on board the ship, as we said, so things like Calypso, or things like Goombe, or very specific folkloric shows, or those kind of things, some of which we'll bring aboard the ship and have that take place on board the ship. And then we also have uh, plans for some of them, and this won't be many of them, but some of them will be options for people to go ashore to take advantage of some type of local entertainment. Cool. So again, it will vary by the itinerary, but it'll be definitely... Very unique entertainment to the region we're calling. I saw something was announced about, uh, was it, did I read Throwback Sunday? Yes. Now, this is a, you know, we, when we started to think about what we could do in terms of onboard experiences, why don't we do a Throwback Sea Day? And we said, wow, now that's a good concept. <laughs> so what this means is, if you go back to the mid-80s when Carnival Cruise Lines was operating, we did things that guests loved. And things like we had baked Alaska in the dining room where the wait, the, the wait staff would have the baked Alaska on fire. 
we would have a full-flung gala midnight buffet with everything you could think of to eat. <laughs> the, during the captain's cocktail party, all the officers would be in white gloves. We even back in that time called our onboard newsletter and the activity schedule Carnival Capers. Mm-hmm. We said, we're going to go back to Carnival Capers. Now we call it fun times, but we're going to completely create a retro experience for a sea day with all the things we used to do on board the ships, but we know that people will still love today. So we're going back to 1987? That's the time frame that we targeted. So are you going to be growing your mullet back out then? (laughs) That part I'm not sure about. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Uh, So we'll we'll wrap this up then. And in closing here, I mean, I personally love taking transatlantic sailings. I've done the breeze. I've done sunshine. And uh, I like long cruises. So why did Carnival decide to actually offer these longer itineraries? Is it because of people that were wanting a longer experience or was it more of a culture thing? Well, it was two big reasons. Um, Well, I'll I'll say three big reasons. Number one is we pride ourselves on trying to continue to come up with new and innovative itineraries for our guests to take advantage of. So that's all these are in that vein. Mm -hmm. But the bigger picture of why we did it was we think that this will be very interesting for people that have taken a cruise before, whether they've been on Carnival or another company, and for them to come back and try a different itinerary and a different experience. Onto that from a number of different home ports that could be very convenient for people to take advantage of, even drive to the ports if they wanted to do that. We've got the convenience, we've got the affordability, we've got a great itinerary, we've got a great product, and we've even enhanced the product. Well, a lot of options with Carnival Journeys, uh, Caribbean, Central America, Hawaii, and Mexico. We've been talking with Terry Thornton. He's the Senior Vice President of Itinerary Planning for Carnival Cruise Line. Where can folks get more information about this? Well, we have all of the information is currently up on Carnival.com, so, uh, and there's a place where you can actually see that. So if the people want to go specifically into Carnival.com, they can do that, or they can even go into Carnival.com backslash journeys, and they'll take you right to a page that shows all the different itineraries and the features we talked about. Very nice. We'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Thank you, Terry. Thank you very much for having us, and we'd love to have uh, people take advantage of this great new program. We uh, are very excited about offering it, and we know it's going to be a huge home run. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker, 
We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Like Matthew Clark did, him and his family just took a seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Dawn out of New Orleans. Matt joins us on the line right now. Hello, Matt. Hello. Welcome, my friend. So you and my, uh, you and your family went to, I uh, hope not my family, you and your family went on a seven-night Caribbean sailing out of New Orleans on Norwegian Dawn. And uh, before we get to the ship itself, let's take a step back and uh, let's talk about pre-cruise. What made you want to sail out of New Orleans and aboard Norwegian Dawn? Well, we had a few years ago, we had been on the Norwegian gym out of New York City, uh, and we really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the experience. We were in one of the two bedroom family suites on the gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when we looked around for different cruise options, we were looking to uh, kind of repeat that, looking for places we could go, um, preferably in that two bedroom family suite because it was such a good experience. And, uh, it, it just worked out that, that, uh, uh, we had never been to the Western Caribbean. If sailing out of New Orleans, it was a good price, so we took it. I should probably also mention you're up in uh, Pittsburgh, so I'm sure that the warm weather of New Orleans had a big influence too. Oh yeah, definitely so. Uh, <laughs> we we previously cruised in the summer, and we're like, hey, why get rid of the or <laughs> leave the good weather in Pittsburgh to go, you know, to good weather when we can leave the bad weather in January to go down? So yeah, you you uh, you picked a good time to do it. So let's talk about uh, you arrive at the Julia Street Cruise Terminal in New Orleans. So how was embarkation there? Getting aboard Norwegian Dawn. Uh, embarkation went smoothly. Uh, we arrived uh, early, probably around 11 o'clock, I would say. And uh, pro- I think we were on board the ship by 11.40 or so. So uh, so it worked out really well. Um, again, we were in a suite, so we had kind of some of the uh, the suite uh, privileges, you know, getting to cut some of the lines and stuff. But again, you know, it, it went really smoothly with no issues. Nice. So what were your first impressions once you walk on board the ship? Well, this was, uh, like I say, our second Norwegian cruise. So a lot of our comparisons were with the gem, and they're they're very similar in ships. Uh, we almost instantly knew our way around, but that came into problems sometimes when we thought we knew uh, where we were going, and you know, based on the gem, and it was completely different direction on the dawn. But uh, the ship is 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 well maintained. It's it seems to be uh, in good condition. Uh, we were very pleased with with the interior design. One of the the nice things it had was an atrium, which the uh, gem did not have. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, it was, it was really nice that we liked the atrium. But we thought it was a really nice area of the ship and, and we appreciated that uh, that area. You know, one thing I like about Norwegian Cruise Line is the fact that their interior quarters, they have fish on the carpet that tell you which way is the front of the ship. And and normally they do. And again, on the gym, they do. But on the dawn, they did not. Oh, I was no. very surprised about that. Um, I don't know if it was just our, our court or, uh, or you know, the, the deck we were on, but uh, they had starfish and seahorses. And yes. uh, I looked to see is it, you know, maybe the seahorse's head is up or something. But no, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Well, you were in a fancy suite, and fancy suite people know the direction of the ship, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so you mentioned you were in a suite. So let's talk about the stateroom itself. Uh, what did you think about the suite, and what were your impressions of it? Um, well, the, the the suite works out really well for us. It's uh, uh, it's a two-bedroom family suite, so it has a, a living room area, a, uh, a master bedroom area, kind of a kid's suite area, uh, two bathrooms, uh, one just a smaller one right next to the kid's area, and then a, a very large uh, deluxe um, kind of master bathroom area. Uh, lots of room for us to kind of spread out. The kids can, can, uh, go to bed while, you know, we stay up in the living room watching TV, that kind of thing. Uh, we ate several of our meals in there, which was also nice. It was nice for us, especially to, uh, to have the, uh, we had butler service uh, in the room mm-hmm. to have the butler deliver the meals to us, uh, for the kids. 
uh, let the kids eat in our room while we were getting ready. Just, you know, they could eat at the table watching TV. Uh, and then we could drop them off at the kids club and enjoy a, a you know, a nice quiet evening for the, with my wife and me. That's very cool. Let's talk about dining aboard Norwegian Dawn because, of course, Norwegian Cruise Line has freestyle dining. So it's pretty much, uh, you can eat where you want, whenever you want. Sometimes there's a fee, sometimes there's not. So, uh, what did you think of the dining aboard? I, I thought the dining was okay. Um, I'm not sure if the, the, the quality has gone down or, or not. Uh, it, it seemed to do well uh, at the beginning of the week, but I don't know if it, the, the menu was getting somewhat repetitive or, or what, but there were actually towards the end of the week, we would look at the different options and, and yeah, there's, uh, uh, there's the main dining room and the various, uh, you know, pay for, uh, pay restaurants. And we weren't really impressed with any of them and, mm. and kind of, uh, um, towards the end of the week just kind of started like you know walking by the buffet and you know maybe picking up some stuff there and and just kind of sprinkling around a bit so i was actually disappointed a little bit with it with the dining it wasn't bad food it just you know wasn't wasn't anything that i was just like wow this is this is something really you know this is what i want to have mm-hmm. um i'd compare it to like a country club food and okay. you know it's fine you know for for a day or two or three but you know by day six or day seven you're wanting something different sure. and, and i was kind of disappointed that, that i couldn't find that something different did you do any specialty restaurants uh, yes we did we did uh le bistro which is their uh, french restaurant and uh, uh la cucina which is their italian restaurant and we did uh, they have a brazilian uh brazilian steakhouse uh, on board as well uh so we we went to that um and everything the, the service was great uh the food was was fine i mean you know it's it's you expect to have better food, I guess, when you're paying extra money. And the food was marginally better than the main dining room. But we also went to the main dining room several times, and, and we felt that the food quality was about the same. So it's nice for the different experience. But you know, if you are not a food connoisseur, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think we are, um, then you're probably just fine with the main dining room or even the buffet. Very good. Let's talk about entertainment because a Norwegian Cruise Line is known for their entertainment, more, more so on their newer ships, but they also have some pretty decent entertainment on the older ships as well. So uh, what did you think of the entertainment options offered to you? I think the entertainment options were um, invisible to us. <laughs> and the reason I say that is is we had our kids on board, and so uh, so a lot of times we were just doing things with the kids. Uh, um but when the kids really loved the kids program. So, you know, if you want to count the kids program as entertainment, uh, they would go to entertainment while my wife and I were, would just, you know, enjoy, you know, a private time together, you know, uh, relaxing on the deck. The entertainment itself on the ship, uh, we only went to one of the shows, uh, and, uh, in the main, uh, Stardust Theater, um, we looked at it for about 10 minutes and we were just kind of like, eh, we, there's other stuff for us to do. So, so we actually left. So, when, like I say, when it's invisible, it's, it's not that it's not there. Just we, uh, with the family and we had just other interests, I guess. Did you catch any of the comedians on board? We did finally, uh, it, like last night, there's the, they have Second City, uh, on board the ship. And so we went to, to the uh, family friendly show of that. Um, I thought they were good, but I, I do note that probably about halfway through, several uh, several people started leaving. Hmm. I don't know if it was if it was just they weren't interested. It was the family friendly show, and maybe they were expecting something a little <laughs> bit more risque. Sure, I don't know. Um, but you know, I thought it was fine. But uh, you know, I did it did 
kind of shocked me that some people just kind of stood up and walked out. So, nice. <laughs> Well, since you did have kids in the kids program, as a parent, what were your impressions of the kids program? I'd say the kids program was excellent. Uh, the Now, granted, some of it was that we were sailing in January mm-hmm. and there weren't very many sh- uh, kids on board the ship in January. Probably, I think there was probably 18 to 20 that were in the uh, in the kids program. My, uh, my daughter's eight. My son is six. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were actually in the same group. Um, and uh, the counselors, I believe there was eight on board. So there was actually a very good uh, uh, ratio between the counselors and the kids. And granted, this is January. And I don't know if, you know, if you're doing a, a Christmas sailing with 400 kids on board, if it's going to be much <laughs> different. But, um, they got a lot of one-on-one, uh, you know, attention. They, 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 uh, they didn't want to leave basically, you know, we, we would drop them off and, and, uh, and they would whine and complain when we went to pick them up. And I mean, hey, I think that's a good thing. Uh, I was going to say, run, so. yeah, that says a lot about their kids program. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, you get to tour the kind of tour the facility a little bit as a grown up on the very first day when you go in to register. Um, that's the only time that, that grown ups are allowed in, in the back uh, was on registration day. So, so we did get to look around, and it looks like they have lots of, of options. You know, entertaining things for the kids. They have a few Wii systems, but they, they do restrict the times on those, which I think is a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the kids you know need to be away from the screen time. But I, I think they had like clown shows and 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 magic shows, and and I know they had a, a spy scavenger hunt type night and my kids just really enjoyed it and which was nice for us because you know we also our previous crews the the kids were probably too young to go into the kids club they didn't like it and uh it wasn't the kids club i I think it was just they they wanted to be with us and and so it was it wasn't as relaxing for us but here we could drop the kids off at the kids club it was relaxing and uh and it was great It, it was definitely one of the highlights of the trip is just being able to have the kids enjoy the kids club happy kids happy parents that's right. Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about the ports you hit on the seven-night Western Caribbean sailing on Norwegian Dawn. All right, very good. Uh, this was actually our, our first sailings of Western Caribbean. So uh, the first time we went to uh, Cozumel, Belize, Roatan, and Costa Maya. Um, I know many of your listeners probably been to Cozumel a gazillion times, mm-hmm. but this was our first time. Uh, we were with the kids. We went to the uh, Playa Maya Beach Resort. You know, just uh, something uh, you know, fun in the sun with the kids. Uh, we felt it was uh, you know a good uh, good value. So you went to the Playa Maya Beach Resort. Is is that on the mainland? Uh, actually, it's on the island of Cozumel. Okay, gotcha. So so the uh, and the ship uh, you know uh, uh, docks right there. We were on the same dock. Uh, shared the dock with the uh, Disney Wonder. Cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, kind of got to see that. Uh, unfortunately, that means the kids know that there's a Disney Cruise Line now. I was going to say that, now. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, well, why aren't we on that ship? And we're like, eh, well. But yeah, we had, we had a good time uh, there in Cozumel. The next day uh, was Belize. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a tender port. Uh, we tendered in uh, to Belize City, and we did the Lamanai uh, Mayan Ruins tour. Out of all the Caribbean ports you hit on this itinerary, which one was your favorite? Well, we liked both Roatan and Costa Maya for, for two different reasons. The Roatan, we went to uh, next door to the uh, Maya Key private island resort mm-hmm. uh, and that was just a, it was a relaxing beach day it's really convenient from the dock uh, there's just a motorboat that meets you at you know right next to the ship and then takes you right over there so just five minutes over um, you know to, across the bay and uh, really a nice and relaxing uh, uh, area uh, at Costa Maya we uh, uh, went to Chakchoban uh, on a different tour but this was not a Norwegian excursion but a, a private tour uh, through native tours Mm-hmm. Tour quality there was was excellent. The, the guides, uh, I don't know, just were, were very good. They were very professional. They knew what they were talking about. We went up to the uh, to the ruins for a while, and then this tour, particular tour included a visit to a Maya village, where we had a, a traditional Mayan lunch. 
which was really cool. The, the kids actually got to make their own tortillas. You know, they, they could you know flatten them out, and then and then one of the uh, the women of the house we were at would would cook them for you, and you get to eat them you know right then and there. And the kids really liked that. Just that additional aspect. It's not just the Mayan ruins, but also you know the the current culture of Mexico and yeah. you know the traditional foods and everything. And and the kids really that was probably a highlight for the kids was uh, was just you know going to to you know, make your own food, seeing how the people live, you know, having our own lunch, and, and it really worked out well. Okay, well, let's round out the interview here and ask you if you have any been there, done that tips for people sailing or maybe considering Norwegian Dawn. The ship has uh, you know great uh, uh, great facilities as far you know yeah, it's an older ship, but uh, you know really enjoyed like the pool area. Uh, we didn't have any problem with like chair hogs or anything. Uh, the the pool area was a nice. They have a separate kids pool area in the very back of the ship, which was was really nice for the kids. You know the, just to have their own private play area. It's uh, you know fully enclosed uh, you know with you know special gates and everything, just so that that the kids could have an area to play without bothering the adults. So so it was really. Uh, you know, very very kid friendly ship, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, yeah, it's one of the older ships, but it was a uh, it was very kid friendly for being an older ship. Very good. We've been talking with listener Matthew Clark about his seven night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Dawn. Matt, my friend, stay warm up there in Pittsburgh, and thanks for spending some time with us on Cruise Radio this evening. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. It's a great show. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.